Ramble. I didn't come to the south. You came to the north. Oh, hell yeah. The north remembers. Welcome to Guilty Pleasures. What the heck is up, people? How are we doing? How are we feeling out there, fam? Another iconic, iconic episode where we are have been forced into watching some of the greatest film of all time that has been kept a secret. Yep. But that's the one good thing that's come out of this strike. This I is your like. intro to K-dramas. This is the K-dramas. first K-drama I've ever seen in my life. Oh, K-dramas. my goodness. Yo, yeah. K-dramas? Just a good blue sky. Who doesn't, who doesn't love a blue sky production? An anime brought to life. Oh, my God. I we're we're talking about Crash Landing on You, which maybe you know, maybe you don't. It is a K-drama. It is a love story set in North Korea. Hmm. Yeah, you heard that right. Yeah. We're going to talk about it. But uh, K-dramas in general, it it's kind of this Pandora's box that once you open it, you go, oh, no. Oh I'm no! In. I'm in. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's literally from the first 15 minutes. I want to say, um, and then it just like introduces the premise, and you're like, you know, I'm you know in. what? I I think I I will watch every K drama that has ever <laughs> yeah. existed. Damn, it's crazy, and I like it. Yeah, these episodes it. are like 75 minutes each, yeah. and too short. Too it's short. giving <laughs> too succession. Short. Oh my it's, god! Yes. I, yeah, yeah. It starts off as, as succession, the and family then family drama. It turns in the jungle to jungle. <laughs> Like, yeah. not long enough. Before we begin this episode, I want to uh, uh, kind of talk directly to you, guilty horse, out there. Uh, and, and make a confession, make a plea, uh, ask for help. Here's what it is, is that we are, I don't know, what, five months yeah. into honoring the strike, yes. which is crazy. Uh, we are certainly not the ones who are suffering the most right now. <laughs> that guy. Uh, uh, yeah. If you could give to uh, any, any writer's funds, if you have money to spare, uh, yes. I know they would greatly appreciate it as they continue through this strike. But we've been trying to keep this show going. We've been giving it the old college try. We're running out of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I'm week to week. I'm struggling to figure out what should we cover next. So we've got some great episodes ahead. We're, we're covering music. We are covering uh, some foreign films. But what we're finding is that we're just turning to some of the greatest movies ever made, yeah, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah, super fun. Yeah. Um, but, you know. I keep throwing documentaries out there. They keep getting swatted away like flies. <laughs> The boys refuse I'm, to document. I, I really want to watch the um the one about the guy that ran against Putin. I, w- I really want to do that. Oh, <laughs> Navalny? I told yeah. you, it's my favorite documentary of all time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What fucking jokes are we going to yeah, have about fair. Navalny? That's very fair. It's not, I don't know if it's a guilty pleasure, but we we haven't stuck to that for this entire show. It's a great point. And, and by the way, I love just doing the great movies, and they, they are good for my soul, yeah, we and need- I want to do more of those, but... What I'm looking for suggestions. I don't need great movies. I've got those. We've got Gareth got those. Kelsey got those. Yeah. We need some of the foreign film guilty pleasures. <laughs> yeah. yes. And I, I miss it. And so I was talking to the office here and I was like, what What the hell can we do? And and Kaylin was like, oh shit, I got it for you. My favorite K-drama crash landing on you. And here we are. Let's so uh, we're going to talk about this show. But yeah, this is uh, Guilty Horrors. Get at us. If you have any foreign film or tv guilty pleasures hit us up i really liked it i liked it yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah it's so i don't fun. know what was guilty about this at all yeah. but then again i am not cultured enough in k dramas mm. to know if this is good or cringe right. because i was invested from the like talk about good writing yeah they know how to set up a story yeah yeah because i i I think that there is just such high stakes of landing in a demilitarized <laughs> zone and then hoping, you know, the, I, I thought that the whole thing, 
or the beginning of it, it was just going to be her floating into North Korea and then her trying to figure a way out. Yeah. Just like, no, you're going to float into the demilitarized zone and you are going to accidentally run into the north side of Korea when the other, when people in who are soldiers from North Korea saying, don't go over there. Yeah. For the love of God, don't go over there. We can't have you over there. Go back this way, trying to lead them correctly to South Korea. But yeah, it's... um. What a way to like just milk that premise. Yeah. Let's uh let's hit him with the synopsis. Yep. So in classic K drama fashion, this is about forbidden love. Ah. Yeah. Two people from different worlds who oh, will they? Won't yeah. they? Yeah. They must. Seri mm. has it all. She's a fashion designer. She's dating Korean pop star idol pop stars. She's in the tabloid. She's about to launch. Uh, uh, the next product that's going to bring her company to the next level. Her family, they're rich as fuck. They're loaded. Zero or 0.001% of Not even 1%. 0.001. That's crazy. The tippity top. And the dad, uh, he wants Sari to run the company. Everything's coming up her. But, uh uh-oh, she paraglides into North Korea. Yes. <laughs> and here's the thing, you it's guys. It's so fucking that's funny. That's so yours. Please listen. When Zachary wrote in our group chat, LOL, we have to do this. It's about someone paragliding <laughs> into North Korea. I went, we can't do this. What are you fucking talking What could you possibly be yeah. talking about? Someone paraglides into North Korea. Guilty horse. Stop what you're doing right now. Turn on Netflix and watch <laughs> this fucking show. It is giving everything you could have ever imagined off of the most ridiculous plot I have ever heard. Yeah. She, first of all, she's a like fashion jewelry designer, and she's like, my next product that's going to bring us to the next level, yeah. paragliding clothes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Jumpsuits. Yeah, because they helped her get over her depression, paragliding. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, we, uh, just for context, by the way, we only watched the first two episodes. I believe there are 16. Oh, thank um, God. So we're going to be talking about the beginning of this show. We don't know where it ends. Uh, we didn't have, you know, <laughs> uh, time 20 hours to watch yeah. this show. Yeah. Um, but it is so, we'll go in order-ish, but just to talk about the paragliding moment, it is such a funny way to jump off a series. You have her paragliding, and she sees like a tractor flying through the sky with terrible CGI. It's giving Wizard of Oz nods. Oh, yeah. Mm, and you yeah. have the tornado come in, and she goes, oh, no. Uh-oh. She paraglides. <laughs> yeah. Straight into a tornado. Yeah. And wakes up in the DMZ. Dorothy isn't in, where is she? Kansas, Kansas. anymore. Mm-hmm. She's in North Korea. Hey, this isn't <laughs> South Korea anymore. I have a That's... feeling we're not in Seoul anymore. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. Oh, my God. It's, it. yeah, it is the funniest way in. Because even when you were, you were explaining the synopsis, it's just like, wow, this is a very serious drama. Yes. And then, uh-oh, she paraglides into North Korea. Like, that's, the, like, she could have found her way into North Korea in anyway. so many different ways. So, so many, many So many, like, different, like, oh, yeah. grounded Mr. ways. Oh, yeah, try and top it. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. But you even, know they just went through, what's the most ridiculous? What's the yeah, most, what's even the, more ridiculous? Give me one more ridiculous. Exactly, exactly. Let's go three layers dip, deep of ridiculous. It's like, what if she just loves paragliding and she just 
floats into North Korea. But that's what I love about it is like, even just based on seeing the ending of the second episode, I know that the paragliding is so much more deeper than just like a random choice. They're going to make it connect back to like her mental health. And I'm like, God, that's good. That's, that's good. Let's be clear. It absolutely was a random choice. And then they said, <laughs> they how do we justify this? Let's yeah. take it make seriously. It Let's actually do this. But yeah. it's it's so funny because, like, the only ridiculous thing about this show, I mean, I, based off of the first two episodes, is the paragliding. That's the, literally everything else past the point of um of just conflict, I guess, is is – true and grounded and like if you were searching for a way back home these are the steps you would take regardless of how you got there yeah it has a goofy tone yeah um but it never other than the paragliding it doesn't go into breaking logic yeah really 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 goofy situations and and i think just in general like this is just a a writing tip i'm gonna give one you you get one gimme right you you people will are willing to suspend belief for one thing yeah. uh, in your premise. And yeah. so if your one thing is she paraglided in North Korea, you don't go, but how would the the the, yeah. the, 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 the radar tornado, would find how. the thing and the, just like fucking go matter. with it. Yeah. yeah. And we're and we sign up. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if if that's the only like not that that's exactly your point, but if that is literally sandwiched with like straight up you know, drama yeah. <laughs> straight up like Rambo in the woods yes. trying to get out of it. That's the thing is it, it was giving as much action as it was drama as yeah. it was like rom-com. Yeah. Like I was yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Cause there is so much, it really was succession. Yeah. Okay. Opening shot. Great. I fucking loved Great. It, uh, it, it's basically the same opening as Hobbs and Shaw, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but you have the cur- these curtains and they, it's a split screen and you see two curtains open whoosh, with this really lovely sound effect. Whoosh, mm. And you see on one side, North Korea, on the other, a beautiful bustling city. And I, I just, from the first shot, I was like, oh, yeah. I like is this. this, this I was like, cool. is this another body swap film? How did we get here oh, again? God. Yeah. Living opposite kooky, crazy lives. Yeah. Uh, but you get to see, I mean, we, we're hit with an opening theme song. Love those. American TV, bring them back. Oh, God. I, I miss the Full House, the fucking Family Matters, that entire <laughs> era of just... What just, ever happened? Let's just, just, let's just get back to it. Why did we leave? Did I we did. just run out of singers? Oh. <laughs> is that what it is? I think it was no. a time constraint, It's a time right? for, It's for yeah. sure a time thing. Um, yeah, if, if you're spending a minute and a half... Singing. Singing. You're you're like I remember the first commercial break in TV was filled with mostly title sequence and I got a little upset about it. <laughs> Maybe that's why that might be the I think that's the only reason succession was so great. Yeah. That's the only reason. The, the title sequence? Yeah, theme theme song. Yeah. Can I just give a quick shout out? There is, I think, IndieWire. Uh, the podcast does an interview with Nicholas Bertel, who is the composer for Succession. And the way that he talks about music in relation to story is just phenomenal. Oh, awesome. And please don't turn this episode off, but, you know, maybe cue it up for later. Yeah. <laughs> um, Suri is living the life. Yes, yeah, she is. Oh, my goodness. She is dating an idol who is hot. Uh, she's Sexy about... Boy. Sexy boyish. And they say, like, you've been dating baseball and soccer players. You've been dating idols. Like, 
Oh shit, she's um, she's a badass. But she's a businesswoman because she's not doing it for the dick. She's no. doing it to sell product. She is doing it for the bag. She needs to show off these earrings and paparazzi photos. Her next bag, her next outfit. Yeah, what she's is a smart um, lady? So they pixelate her face, mm-hmm. but then she asks to lower to reduce the pixelation to show off the earrings. Yeah, because yeah. she needs the stock prices to jump, which yeah. I don't know about business, but sounds right to me. Yeah. Sounds like stock going up is a good thing. That's that's what makes sense. Yeah. We like stock go up. <laughs> <laughs> we like stocky uppity. I want my money investing. Oh, yeah. nice. Yeah. Those are big business words. Funds. <laughs> nice. All right. It was a good try. Fuck yes. You got so far. You run a business, sir. Barely. <laughs> <laughs> what else happens in the show? Uh, okay, so there is, yeah, we keep saying succession, and it's because you have your, I I was like, why the fuck are we watching this? You see this, this big family, and it is all of her siblings who... They want to inherit this company. And the she's self made. They keep calling her self made woman, which I'm like, okay. You started still, off as a billionaire. You're still yeah, rich. Yeah, yeah. Fuck. But congratulations, you made your own company. Well, she turned it, she, like, she left the, the family. And yep. she, she yeah, like, turned it back true. on the family and just kind of just, I think you just start over at that yeah. point. Your yep. family's not going to really give you money for investments. You don't think she had a contact or two that helped her out? Um, that and was a slight, child. a slightly different starting line. Let's yeah. say that. Okay. Yeah, let's say. But that. the rest of the family hates her. Yeah, they're they're coming to meet Papa, mm. and they're ready to find out who you know who is Logan Roy going to Choosing. appoint mm-hmm. as the next heir. Kid. And she doesn't show up, mm. and then you hear clump 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 her fucking heels. <laughs> clump clump clump. Heels. <laughs> how, what sound effect would you make for heels? Yeah, no, you're right. I don't know how to say I it because it's not clump, but it's like. Clap, 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 clap. Oh, that's so much better. Thank yeah. you. Yep, she's I, stepping in water. Yeah. There's something I love about the echo of heels yeah. in a big, big hall. It's, it's ASMR y. Where it's I'm powerful. like, oh, yeah, this feels good. Yeah. It feels like someone sexy is coming. I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. there's someone powerful, someone deserving powerful. of the silence. Yeah, because there's there's something about the power of, of a gate that, mm. that you feel when mm-hmm. someone is in heels. It's mm-hmm. just like, I can tell the stature of the person coming. Mm-hmm. Um, based they, off they, of like they've how they've been walking in heels, they've been walking in heels. Mm-hmm. The confidence, I can feel the confidence. Clomp, in a clomp, heel. clomp, clomp. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Don't give our girl a clomp. No, no, she but it is clomp. such a. She's cold. She's yeah. badass, but yeah. like mean. She yeah. comes like, in. She's like, I came to say hello, good day. Yeah, father's like, it's you. I'm I've point- seen what you've done. Yeah, and and she's like, if I'm the new CEO, can I fire people? And he's like, yeah. And she basically looks at all her siblings as like, good, because this Fuck guy you. sucks. Fuck, Fuck you. you. <laughs> You're cool. Fuck you. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, shit. Yeah. You yeah. suck. I, the, so when most of these move or sorry, uh, when most of these shows or movies start off where someone is getting lost in a place where they don't understand and they have to learn how to be more compassionate and whatnot, um, I, I when I was watching this, I was like, "Oh God, I wish I saw more of her being cruel." Because mm, she was so goofy, silly, yeah, 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 yeah. lovable, yeah, yeah. Um, immediately when she mm-hmm. when she landed, and she's like, "Oh, I mean, I'm a use my womanly charm." Yeah, to, she <laughs> to knows get how to play on, the game, which is which is is very fun. But I was like, "That's that's all well and good, but why why am I watching her 
be nice already? Or why am I watching her learn a lesson already when I haven't seen why she needed to learn the lesson yeah. in the first place? Because at the beginning, I'm like, okay, well, she just got, she just became this, you know, uh, the new CEO of their, I guess, investment group or or company. And I don't know, the pixelation didn't, like, that whole scene didn't feel like a reason why this person needed to learn a lesson at all. Mm-hmm. Well, I, so I, I think the, my reading of this show, it it gets into a very interesting place that we'll we're going to keep talking about yeah. but i i thought that it actually did do a good job of showing that ceos are just broken people yeah. that they're holding on to uh, these petty insecurities and and arguments and like you see her before her paragliding like that she's stressed but what i think is super fascinating about this show is that what they are proposing posing as her problem is capitalism yeah that is her flaw in the beginning oh, it's wow. like she doesn't care about her family she wants to be the boss. All she cares about is is her image. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I mean, the way that they shoot uh, South Korea, like the world that she lives in is cold. Very, yeah. It's not inviting and warm and fun. And so this is a show about someone entering North Korea. Yeah. And the semiotic message of the show seems to be capitalism's kind of bad yeah. yeah so like um listening to like bong joon ho talk about what made him want to make like parasite yeah. and snow snow piercer and all of those things where he's just like the ultimate enemy of everyone is classism is capitalism and all of that stuff it just it just ruins people as a as a being right and so i feel like there is a lot of those undertones of being anti-capitalist um anti-classist in South Korean filmmaking, mm-hmm. like in general, because especially something if you get going to the, on right now, man. something's mm-hmm. going on. Like especially if you get to the K drama side, mm-hmm. and it's just like the thing that is supposed to make you feel warm and fuzzy, and as, a as it's shot, <laughs> blue sky as fuck, and they're like, look at how nice communism is. Yeah, look at how nice this thing that is on the other side of the DMZ kind of feels. Um, and we need to like slightly humanize it is that that something is definitely going on. You were going to touch on that, right? Oh, that was a big sticking point at first. We were like, is this okay? I think this is the whole thing to talk about for the next hour. Yeah. (laughs) It's crazy. Okay. So you meet our love interest, our boy, Captain Ree, that you have this, um, this conflict on in the DMZ between North Koreans and South Korean soldiers. And they, from the beginning, portray Captain Ree, our North Korean soldier, as the honorable one. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is a choice. Yeah. Yeah. This is a choice. He's a good guy. Not only is he a good guy, but, like, he is the one who is level-headed and clear. And, like, let's just get, let's just fucking, let's blow the lid off of this. Let's let's address the elephant in the room. North Korea is fucking insane. Yeah. Right? But... We don't know anything don't about know it. Anything There's about no it. media that comes out from there. It's super fucking controlled. Um, we, obviously, the three of us, are far from experts yeah. on uh, the history. But this, yeah. to have a show come out of South Korea that has this this uh, humanizing uh, and somewhat complimentary view of yeah. North Korea at all yeah. is yeah. wildly shocking. Right. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, like, the notes that I have as I'm watching this, and we'll, you, we'll go back through order, but first I'm like, yeah. oh, this they're kind of making communism look a little cute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're making them look honorable. Yeah. Holy shit, is this glorifying yeah. communism? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, usually, you, I, and I, I'm not sure, um, usually w- w- the first take 
on this type of like radical idea is a little darker, you know, it's a little bit taken more seriously and that you finally got down to, which makes me feel like they've done it enough times that it's finally got to the soap opera level where it's just like, we need to actually look at what, what they're doing over there. And maybe the the sense of community is not as bad Mm -hmm. and maybe we need to adapt some of those things. And so for them to get to that, for them to come all the way down to soap opera, mm-hmm. like like it just makes me happy in a weird way. In a weird way, yeah. yeah. Uh, so okay, well, let's put a pin in uh, communism yeah, yeah, yeah. as a big topic. But uh, this is a, a love story between two people from different worlds, right? Yeah, and that is irresistible. Every single time, no matter yeah. if you do it campy, if you do it grounded, she is in a parachute. He's holding a gun up at her, <laughs> and she literally falls into his arms. Yeah, so funny. She, she spider monkey jumps on yeah. him. Yeah, I love, she, I love that he didn't like grab her. <laughs> he yes. just kind of held his hands yeah, up, like, she oh god, koala'd him. Oh, um, I don't know what to do here. It was so fun. And like one get one gun in one hand. Yeah, like, uh, this is weird. She's a goofy little goober. She's, a goofy. She's the biggest. And that was to Garrick's point exactly. Was like in that I realized the way she was existing in South Korea was the facade. That's her acting. That's her being somebody she's not. Because when she's in North Korea, she's just herself. She's just really allowed to be herself. And yeah, I, I, okay, way, just if you're not getting this perfectly, I need you to know this is the fucking Hannah Montana movie. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. But instead of what if Hannah went back to Montana, yeah. this is what if Sari went to North, North Korea. Korea. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, crazy yeah. that this like exists. The lack of, yeah, maybe it's the, yeah, what you were saying before, like the lack of responsibility yes. of capitalism is what's making her herself. It's again, making her know? silly, goofy making in the face of a gun. And and I mean, there was they kind of, and this is what I was like, kind of talking about before about like having things be like sit a little bit longer before having her learn this lesson. I would like, I was really hoping that they were going to talk about her trying to find a mate and like how that has been troubling for yes. her, or like they, they kind of like mentioned it, but not really. Where she's been dating all of these dudes, and then she just like like did a hard turn. It was just like, yeah, I'm just trying to get the stocks up, and it's yeah. just like when in actuality, it's just you can't find somebody that it can keep up with you. Mm-hmm. And she had to literally go across the border to find. <laughs> she it. literally had to go to North Korea. Um, what makes their relationship work? We haven't seen them kiss yet. No, I know not. it's coming, and it I is. fucking want it. Yeah, he's just living, kiss already. He's living in his house. Is that she's a goofy little goober, <laughs> yep. and he is stoic he is a military boy by the books yeah she's a little bit country he's a little bit rock and roll they (laughs) don't go together but they keep falling into each other and you know what sometimes the opposite sides of magnets they attract they got touch. they've never (laughs) um but they do touch (laughs) there is like this very funny bit of when they very first meet like the back and forth of them trying to get away from each other of him saying like I should kill her I should kill her and she's like I'm getting away because I'm cute and in his head he's like I'm gonna kill her he can't even look me in the eye and then it just jumps over just like I need to eliminate this woman (laughs) yeah it really sucks to have this weird thing where it's almost subverting what we think is gonna happen where it's like 
she's using her charm to get away. It's like, I kind of love his character. Yeah, it's great. Being like, I am married to the military. Yeah. This is my duty. I don't have time for girls. I don't have the the heart for this sh bullshit. Right. He is like, deny, deny, deny. Yeah. And I really enjoyed that In subversion. I will argue that Eastern storytelling has this stoic protagonist down. Oh, like yeah. they fucking every time they're there, they rip that shit. And yeah. this is me referring to like, you know, um, uh, a lot of anime stuff. But in general, like if there is a protagonist or like somebody who is quiet or the strong, silent type, he is always your favorite. Mm -hmm. They're um, there. I mean, let's why I'll never be the favorite. It's all <laughs> I would never but be in America, favorite. yeah, you're not. That's not the, the cool thing. Guys. Goofy goober. Yeah. Uh, the I'm cool thing is to be the the big brash and like Rambo type. I yeah. brought up Rambo twice. I know, but like the Expendables, <laughs> let's say, like everybody is super like yoked. in your face, yokes, yeah. blah blah blah. But Toxic like, masculine. Yeah, over there it's just like no, I need to be very silent and, and quiet. There's I, well, I'm, look at the Marvel effect, right? Of yeah. of every superhero making a quip. Yes, like what, like well. That was crazy. Pew, pew. You know, right. like they're like joking while they're doing it. Whereas I, the most effective is always someone who's yeah. just fucking stoic. Old. He's just about Cold his duties. Yeah. yeah. He's no, he's, I mean, it, it's in the second episode, I believe, but he's trying to find out who killed his brother. Yes. His, okay. So the big reveal, right? You yeah. think he's just like this try hard military guy that's obsessed with rules and following by the book and he's never had pussy and <laughs> da 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 da. That's what it is. That's what they're giving. And by the second episode, you find out oh, it's actually he's trying to avenge his brother's untimely suspicious death. Mm -hmm. And he is the son of the director of the military. Uh, director he's an important boy. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's important. Yeah. This show said, I'm going to give you romance. I'm going to give you suspense and mystery. I'm going to give you international conflict. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's like an internal thing that is happening in the, in it, it, like, yeah, inter there's just this internal espionage and, and people are, are, are doing things that they shouldn't be. <laughs> in the first episode, she eventually gets to his house to, to stay and hide out and they're arguing over breakfast and she literally is trying to explain who she is and why he can't kill her and he, he's not listening and she's like, are you listening to me? I'm talking about world or like we're starting a war and I was like, we're in the first episode, you yeah. guys. How could you get greater stakes than yeah. starting a war over, like, a prisoner yeah. of war? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, did you find him hot? Absolutely. Tell me more. He was a leader. Mm -hmm. And there is something about a guy who doesn't want you that makes him hotter. Mm -hmm. Where you're like, I'm going to keep trying until I bag this bitch. And he did not want anything to do with our girl. Not only does he not oh. want her, he's going Neither. to arrest her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's going to turn her in. Yeah. yeah. They uh, There's this minefield scene in the first episode where she's trying to run away and he steps on a mine. Really effective storytelling. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, mine will get me every time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, and oh, who's in the shits now? Yeah, I, it is the new version of Quicksand. Mm. Where, like, Bro, <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you step in Quicksand and you see that, that foot sink, you're like, oh, fuck. Well, yeah. there it goes. But again, now it's like you step on that button and it's just like, well, you're fucked uh, if you move. Yeah. So, 
let's figure out how to throw you a rope or something. And I, I, I fully, I forget what movie it was, but I know it wasn't Kingsman, even though Kingsman did that in the, the second one. But there was an old movie I remember watching with my dad and like crying when I saw that the guy stepped on <laughs> stepped oh. on a mine, and I was just it's like, "Oh, he's done." And it was one of the ones where as soon as you put your, it was a bouncing Betty, so as soon as you step off, it flies up and it gets to your torso and explodes there. I had Sorry. never heard that word. A bouncing. Betty? Why Bouncing do you know Betty. these things? Call of Duty. Ah. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. So there are different types of mines. Yeah. Some you step on, and it's once you release the pressure. Yeah, that's usually what it is. But then there's another one where you step on it, and, and it, it jumps. It jumps. It it spins, and it spins up to your torso le- level and explodes there. <gasps> just to, in case so normal explosion wasn't enough. Yeah, it'll because it'll just blow your most, legs off. It'll just blow your legs off. Most and of the time, it it'll just blow your legs enough. off. The bouncing Betty will actually Oh, war. Gotta love it. Yeah. <sighs> Men. What is it good for? <laughs> yeah. Ooh, um, you have this little uh, murder subplot where Captain Ree, uh, there, there's someone else in the, the North Korean army who... Just by the way they frame him with the camera, you're like, oh, he bad guy. Yeah. yeah. It's so the, the music, yeah. the yeah. entrances, the exits. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. subtlety at all. It's it, it's it gives a lot of like, you know, head of the Nazi uh, mm-hmm. core or whatever, yeah. head of the SS. And like, this is the one that actually doesn't fuck around. Whereas Captain Ree is the one that will like see the humanity in people. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. he, uh, they, he, to sh- just so you know that he's bad, he disposes of some mercenaries, uh, mm-hmm. the, these grave diggers that are working for him for some reason. Who knows? Mm-hmm. And uh, he kills him with a car with spikes on the front. Yeah, he does. yeah it's just- like a, it's like a construction vehicle that yeah. pushes dirt around. Yeah, but the it's most people. inefficient murder <laughs> yeah. of all time. Yeah, bro, if I want to kill some people out in the middle of nowhere. Gun? Yeah, gun. But the the whole thing, the whole conspiracy um, that, you know, Captain Rhea is trying to uncover is that all of these accidents that keep on happening are explainable. And so when ah. he goes off and uses his truck to, like, force another car off the road, you can say, like, oh, they were just in an accident. But it's happened three times. Yeah. One time being with his brother, and he's like, I need to figure out who did this. Because yeah. even when he's explaining this, to I I don't even I didn't even catch who this person was that he was talking to, but he is the highest ranking official, and he was trying to explain someone actually killed my brother. Um, he wasn't in a car accident, and he was like, "Well, I mean, how how could you prove that?" Mm-hmm. And so, like, that's where I'm, I'm. The plausible deniability is is there. Uh, Garrick uh, alluded to it earlier, uh, but you have like the first episode takes place within the DMZ, and then you have this very. A really genuinely funny moment where Sari is running away from our goofy North Korean mm-hmm. soldiers and she doesn't realize that she's running to the fence that leads into North Korea. Yeah. And they're like, no, 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 no. Please don't you're go there. We, will, the right we will all die if yeah. you go over there. <laughs> they're yeah. like, your country isn't that way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a really great scene, but she climbs the fence, jumps into North Korea. Oh, fuck. We are locked into this conflict. Yeah. And she gets past a guard because he's watching another K-drama. Yes, yeah. which is yeah. accurate now and that I, I've seen him. That's where, like, that's where I started to, like, fall in love with the show because first I was like, okay, well, they're just humanizing, you know, um, humanizing that kind of monster, monsters in a, in a, in a yeah. way or, like, what we've been expected to believe of them. Um, and then... 
you just realize that these are kids yeah. who are trying to do a job. Right. And that is essentially what all war is, is we're just sending children mm-hmm. um, at their most, pl- you know, mentally pliable. pliable. Yeah, well, and it also, I think, establishes what I imagine will be, to be a theme of this is that uh, people in North Korea who were separated because of a conflict that right. they didn't have anything they to had, do with. Yeah, exactly. Um, have a yearning for the culture right. below mm-hmm. the DMZ, right? They yeah. want to, they they like it, but they yeah. are forbidden from it. Um, and clearly the show is trying to say that there is something up there that this society has right. lost as well. Right. Uh, it was really surprising because Sari gets to this little old village and I'm like, what the fuck? This show is making communism look adorable yeah, yeah. <laughs> it looked like a little treehouse set you want to climb oh on. my god they all wake up together yeah they there's a morning announcement yeah they all are like they're just it's dancing dance. yeah, yeah. it's uh, fucking, the morning it's morning exercise yeah. I believe. yeah the morning in sync dance yeah, yeah. Uh, the kids ha- are are singing and dancing yeah uh, so we are, we all are feeling pretty woefully undereducated here. So mm-hmm. I, you know, tried to read up on this and there wasn't as much literature on this show as I was expecting. Um, mm-hmm. But I wanted to hear from people who have more of a knowledge of, of Korean culture and of yeah. K-dramas. Like, how did people receive this show? Yeah. Um, so I pulled some quotes that, that were interesting to me. Uh, there was this one article from the Asia Pacific Journal by Stephen Epstein and Christopher K. Green. Uh, and they were talking about this show is a pretty radical step forward in South Korean media uh, portraying and humanizing North Korea at all. Um, and I, I imagine as we go on through the show, okay. we're going to see these themes come out. So first of all, uh, there is an irony presented in the beginning just with their names. So she, uh, her name comes from a clown that is originally on the north northern seaside town of uh, Haju, Ri, his lineage has roots in the South. Okay. So, ah. like, already their names are showing, wow. like, you guys have b- been displaced, yeah, displaced just yeah. because of yeah. this conflict and this border. Yeah. Um, but what they say in this, and I'm quoting here, is Cla- Crash Landing is therefore is playing, or at least has the potential to play, an important role in the nonlinear process of transforming North Korea in both the domestic and global imagination from a rogue state ruled by crazy despots to yet another country with its own particular history, strengths, and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Now, I think that's a bit of a simplification. <laughs> like, North Korea is a... This show, like, came out right when North Korea was threatening a quote-unquote birthday present. Like, you still have a crazy fucking ruler who has nuclear weapons. But suffice to say, like, this is the first show that is showing that there are people up there who are, like, they're people. It's normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is pretty fucking first, radical and wild. This was the first show to do that. I think so. Wow. It's certainly, That's crazy. That is a big deal. Because I thought, you know, like, like, like I was saying before, I thought that they're trickling. They've talked about this so often that it trickled down to the soap opera. Well, level. so I should have read this quote first because I think it's better at, at giving context here. So attempts, at, attempts to create verisimilitude in depicting the North, albeit admits less than realistic conventions of the romantic comedy, make this show a crucial text for evaluating ongoing change in South Korean popular representation of its neighbor. The drama provides some of the strongest evidence to date that media developments of the last decade are affecting South Korean public's understanding of North Korea and that the rise of variety and reality shows featuring resettled North Koreans living in the South, which already crazy, right? I want to watch yeah. those. Uh, together with self-broadcast from this community of uh, Talbukja, 
uh, which means those who have left the North via platforms like Afrika.tv and YouTube are encouraging ever more realistic and detailed pictures of the country's people and its social and economic structures. Uh, And this article goes on to say that, like, you know, again, things are just not black and white. Yeah, Um, nothing is. Well, I think it also just speaks to... I also want to be clear. We're not saying we're not pro-North Korea on this podcast. No, no, no. We're we're (laughs) pro-people. I think that's clear, but... Well, that's what I was going to say was, like, I think that's the... It just shows, like, the importance of media, even if, like, you're not political. Like, you have a way of impacting people about things that originally we think we don't give a shit about or it doesn't affect us or why should we care. And even just watching this, I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that I had never humanized North Koreans. You never really thought of it. I'm not close enough to know. I, I couldn't help but feel watching it, at least in the first two episodes. It felt a little too uh, uh, complimentary mm. of yeah. of life above the border, like it was like eh, it's really making this seem quite lovely. Yeah, uh, but I think what is more interesting in it is one this changing of opinion to have a major South Korean show showing empathy at all. Yeah, is is radical as hell. But also, as we talked about before, what is going on in a country that has been overrun by capitalism. And, and in many ways, South Korea has like just had this supercharged American experience of, of the way capitalism's taken over, yeah. where they are so uh, uh, jaded by it and yeah. damaged by it that they're yeah. looking above and being like, oh, the way of life that we've lost. The, yeah. the way with the no other- internet and no cell phones might be better. Might be better. By <laughs> me, seller, which that seemed dope. Yeah, that was very cool. Like and then the, the one person sauna in the in the plastic bag, that was also very cool. Trying to get one for my house. Um, <laughs> the, like, the cool thing about it is that the only people trying to kill her are on the capitalist side and they are her family oh yeah the like and on the north side the people with guns are trying to make Help sure her. that she gets back home safely that's such a good point and and and, and if that isn't a, a a testament to our you know our economic system um ruining our lives to the point where we would l- rather have our fucking family Enemies, die yeah um then you know actually look for them and or or make less money let's say that i I feel like that it does a a really good point of that or a really good um yeah sorry i kind of stumbled don't apologize yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what happens when you're saying philosophical (laughs) thought-provoking things oh god uh yeah i mean it's funny because we're talking so much about the subtext uh, of the show as opposed to just the love story but it is I mean, it's a subtext that is loud and in your face. Yeah. yeah. Um, it just, I couldn't, I can't believe this exists. Yeah. It's the crazy. One, the one moment that made me like giggle and smile of like the love story, right? Because you're like, oh God, they're obviously both so hot. She even names it when she first meets him in the woods where she's like, you know, it's too bad we didn't meet under different circumstances. You're yeah. my type. But she's been living in his house. She's struggling because she's That's when she said rich, maybe hopefully when we u- reunify, reunify, we can yeah. reconnect. Yeah. And and she's been living in his house under these awful circumstances. She's in a military guy's house. He doesn't have conditioner. He doesn't have body wash. Yeah. And, and she the, knows she's, And the lights shut off at yeah, like Yeah, the o'clock. lights shut off at like 10 o'clock. And he goes to a market and goes to sort of like, I guess this version of like Canal Street where they're hiding things under bags to, and you see that they actually hoard products and beauty products 
from South Korea in North Korea because it's just better. Yeah. And he kind of has to go on the black market and gets her all of these products and things that she would want and brings it back to her and like yeah. hands her this giant duffel bag of stuff. And the funniest part was like he had never seen women's bras before yeah. and he bought all of them because he had no idea what size bra she was. And like Good if move. he wanted to, he would. You know <laughs> what I'm move, saying? Smart. And yeah, I was just like, that was so cute and sweet and silly and such a goofy way of showing for the first time that he was interested in her. Find you a stoic man a stoic who king, gets man. you black market skincare. Yeah. Beauty products. Yeah. It's just also, by the way, if you're out there and you're not buying Korean skincare products, you're doing it wrong. Yeah. If your sunscreen comes from the US, you're fucking up. Yeah. Yeah. Put uh put me on those. Please. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I got yeah. you, bro. Yeah. Uh Rainy, do you have fun facts? Uh I've got three. Woo, I have one, but it might I imagine it's the most Where was this one. filmed? I was thinking about that the entire oh, time. Yeah. That's one of mine. Is that ah. yours? I know it. Uh, this was filmed in Mongolia. Nice. Uh they really like they that's another thing too, is you know, compare they when they're showing South Korea, it is um uh like coffee shops and, yeah. and buildings and like it's not nice yeah. and then they cut to north korea and it's like lush rolling green yeah. hills and oh, yeah. wild animals and uh yeah they they filmed in Mongolia. it's serene uh i think the fun fact to end them all our leads no what they doing the dirty oh, oh nice. that makes me so happy they, are they are they married yeah. they going? got married nice they met on this show and they're in love Oh my god! I love that shit. I love it oh so god, fucking much. Need it. She. They yeah. uh, they got into a relationship after the show concluded. Aww. They married in 2022. Oh my god! And she's pregnant. <gasps> oh, that's Aww. cute. Oh wow! And how about this from Washington Post? This show was inspired by an actual event when a South Korean actress and three friends accidentally strayed into disputed waters between the North and South on a boat trip. Whoops. Even talking to North Korean fishermen after getting lost in fog. Ooh. Wow. Spoopy. Okay. Okay. Spoopy. There you but go. But again, a boat is more boring than a paraglider. Yeah, so a paraglider is way makes, more lit. It makes sense. It uh, makes sense that they do a paraglider. I want to watch more <laughs> K-dramas. Oh, yeah. I, if you don't think I'm going home to watch the rest of this, yeah, tonight, I want, you're wrong. I want the suggestion for the best one. I'm that mm. person where if, if I find a new genre, I yeah, will- Yeah, give me the exemplary. Let me, let this me is and my then go down name. from there moment yeah i want to know what's my taylor swift yeah, what yeah, is yeah, my yeah, yeah. rolling stones right. what is my what's the other one beatles what did you say whatever oh, metallica that was a little too intense baseball for the yeah. guilty whores out there now it's time for us to decide is this show a pleasure oh. a guilty pleasure or just plain Buddy. guilty i'm Buddy. gonna go first because i'm gonna say that i was really pitched this as a guilty pleasure yeah. and mm. i have nothing guilty to say about this i'm yeah. enjoying it it's well shot the acting is really good it's cheesy and it knows it, but it's not cringy. It's just like, how silly. Yeah. Like, oh my God, that would never happen. Oh my God. And it's a get lost in the sauce, but then you leave with the subconscious thoughts of maybe North Koreans, the people deserve a second chance. Yeah. And that I did not expect. We, Therefore, we, I can't give it a guilty pleasure. I think we have to put the asterisks of we've only seen the first two episodes. Fair enough. We we cannot judge the entire series. Yeah. And the second asterisk, we don't know that much about Korean politics. No, yeah. we don't. Yo, say, no. yo, listen, the asterisks just say we don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? We got um, a lot of shit going on here in America. It's bad. Yeah, it's bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I would, I would just... 
say I want to watch more of it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. you do. I'm gonna I give it a slight guilty pleasure because it's 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 uh it feels like like really good trash TV. Yeah, like, it's a little trashy, little trashy. Little, mm. little. But uh, I I'm very curious to know what people think and like sound off. I I if anyone uh, uh is living in South Korea who watches this show, like what did people think about this? Uh, yeah, I, I would be really fascinated to know because it just. When I heard about it, I was like, wow, what a crazy premise. Then I watched it. Um, it's kind of blowing my mind that yeah. this yeah. exists as yeah. something that was popular. Yeah. yeah. I yeah, I am fully fully just hooked on this one. I'll probably finish it, uh, at least the first season. I want to see if she gets back or not. Um, I think that that is, uh, uh, I guess, just a sign of it just being good in general. It works. That's it the works. thing. It's silly. Yeah. It's goofy the it's the the tone is heightened the premise is crazy what it's dabbling in is yeah. audacious as fuck yeah but it works yeah and that i get yeah i mean that's as, as right. high a praise I, as you can give something. yeah it's just i really want to see this love story blossom yeah. <laughs> like for sure i don't know if i'm right in between pleasure and guilty pleasure and i think i have to more. watch you more watch because more. i want to see because if if it gets into a full on like espionage, oh, it's going situation there. between uh you know in with infighting in the north in general, mm-hmm. that would be very cool to see. I want to see what happened to his little brother, all of that stuff, while also him hiding the fact that he is not gonna marry this woman. Mm-hmm. How about that? All right, we haven't done this in a couple of weeks, but now it's time for our pleasure. These are other things in media that we are enjoying. Um, Non-struck work addiction. Yeah. Addiction. addiction. <laughs> um, this is very dumb of me and very like naive of me. But um, Free Bird by Leonard Skinner <laughs> fucking rips. I, okay, I, I, how, okay. How did this enter what? your life? That I know. So funny. I know. It's so stupid and it's so corny. But I, uh, so I'm, you know, love racing, all of that stuff. Um, there has just been this resur- resurgence of America, uh, American <laughs> made cars because of what, um, so like, in Le Mans, which is the 24 hour mm-hmm. of Le Mans, it's a famous race and all that stuff. Um, an American like team hasn't like really been competitive in a while. And just recently, this one that passed, um, Corvette won, um, which is, you know, American. Um, and Cadillac got really close to winning. And then there was a special project to where um, they'll always, one, one time a year, or not one time a year. Um, one just every year, one car will be like a special situation. Or it's going to get back to Freebird. It'll somehow. it'll get okay, back to Freebird. Yeah, I'm sorry. For it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we're talking about Freebird cars. cars. <laughs> yeah, no, it just it's just a whole story. I'm oh, sorry. Um, but okay, so um, they put a, a NASCAR, a new NASCAR in it, and everybody was like, "Why are they putting this heavy ass car? There's no way it's going to compete to this." And it fucking dusted everything, and it's so sick to see that. But a lot of people have been overlaying Freebird over uh, um, this American car, passing up every single fucking um, for emphasis every every single European car because they're just like America. Yeah, look at fucking uh, Freebird. Let's play that and everything. And so I've just been kind of listening to this nine minute song over and over just to be like, oh man, I this is this is cool. <laughs> 
And then I'm like, do I fucking love this song? Ooh. And then it gets to the the solo, and I'm like, this shit fucking rips. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, I, I've never felt more patriotic than I have <laughs> while listening to Freebird. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway. Fuck um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Garrick loves America. I mean, I love it when I'm listening to Leonard Skinner, apparently. <laughs> Uh, I got two music suggestions. Uh, Jesse Ware has a new album called That Feels Good. Uh, It is the gayest album you will ever hear in your life. It feels like you are in a 19, like Shaka Khan gay club. Yeah. uh, But it is just joyous, incredible pop music. It is absolutely fantastic. uh, Pearls is my jam right now. But I cannot recommend it enough. You will be smiling ear to ear, dancing your little booty off listening to this album. She, uh, I don't know where she came from. I, I was vaguely familiar with a couple songs from her last album. This, like, blew me away. Uh, and then there's a band called Lay Imperatrice. There, this isn't a new album. I'm just fucking with them hard right yeah. now. It's the sound that I'm into. Kind of is giving me Daft Punk meets Parcels Ooh. with a little French lady singing. Whoa. I, they're great uh and it feels like they are on the cusp of breaking through in america um uh they they've they're just they're they're on something right now and the sound is great it's very like funky boogie i just want to again i i'm real into wiggling my hips okay i weirdly also just like i'm getting into uh french funk right now all right okay. french techno funk i don't know i um there, there's something that the french are on and i i dig their sound <laughs> rebellion uh, yeah, the, yeah. the rebellion and croissants. <laughs> and croissants I, oh, yeah. That's my my memoir title. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm currently reading The Vanishing Half by Britt Bennett, which um, you've definitely seen the cover. It's gorgeous. Yeah. But I finally sat down to read it. It is the story of two twin girls growing up in the South um, that they decide to run away from their, their mostly African-American town and one splits off from her black culture to raise herself as white and uh, they mysteriously come back to their town and things unfold. And uh, while that it, the plot sounds really interesting, I cannot applaud the writing of Britt Bennett enough. Her like vivid way of talking about the South is so raw and like the lyricism she uses to make you feel like you're there. Like I can't explain how I can feel humidity on my skin when I'm like reading her book. Humanity on my skin. I said wow. humidity, but oh. also humanity. <laughs> I was like, that uh, is beautiful. That's beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful line. I feel, I feel right the humanity in my bones. On my, that's like that is a, a lyric. That yeah. is a lyric. I feel we'll pretend like the I said humanity that. On my skin. <laughs> um, anyway, it's I'm just getting started, but I'm already obsessed with her Very writing, sorry. and I'm finding myself slowing down because I want to like nice. make it last longer. Yeah. So highly recommend. And I've been in like a nonfiction kick, so I was really excited to just like hunker down and read something fiction. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Well. This has yep. been another perfect episode. Wow. Yeah, it has. We're amazing. We're, We're really so good. good. This podcast is great. Yeah. And we know so much about North Korea. Yeah. Culture. I, psh, if, really I were, if I were listening, I'd probably write this five yeah. stars. Oh, yeah, boy. So. I'd tell a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. I would uh, recommend us future episodes to do. <laughs> I would do all the things. I would probably send a little message to all the hosts telling them how wonderful they are. And yeah. hot. Uh, yeah. Well, and I would hot. definitely focus on their physical appearance. Yeah. yeah. Got well, who cares you, about anything else? I don't Nobody cares about anything else. I, I certainly wouldn't tell them that they're interesting. No. I would no. talk about and their smart. looks. No. Exclusive yeah. looks. Looks, absolutely. That's the currency of our world. Yeah. 
uh, two Leos over here, okay, and a Virgo. Let's be real. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> stay real guilty horse I'm yeah. at Corn Day all things I'm Kelsey Darren all things I'm Garrick Weirdart on all the things and until next time get a kimchi seller get a kimchi seller <laughs>